everybody, it's Jack Mitchell, SPO Perspectives, and I'm here with John Bucato. And we're really excited today's podcast episode is about service. We got a great, great surprise guest. And, and um, all I have to say is for those out there, um, we are now in a new school year. We're coming to you weekly. We're pushing out on Thursdays now. New date, new time. I mean, we're really excited. And uh, we want you to know that uh, we do have the website, SPO Perspectives, and it's, it's out there. And, and people are um, SPOs, and even beyond SPOs, are really gaining a lot from it. So um, we're going to move into um, to today's session. So today we have Kathy Beardley of Questar 3 BOCES. Kathy started in Questar 3 in 2005. She began her career as the office manager for state aid and financial planning service. After shadowing many state aid planners during her career, she was promoted to specialist and recently led the special education aid assistance service, which she started over 10 years ago, gaining extensive knowledge into NYSED stack online systems. In 2019, Kathy transitioned to state aid planning to help school districts in a new capacity. Kathy earned a Bachelor of Science degree from Russell Sage College, an MBA from the University at Albany, and most recently earned her school district business leader certification from Niagara University in January of 19. During her free time, Kathy loves vacationing and spending time with her husband, Sam, and her three children, Dylan, Emily, and Grace. Kathy, welcome to the podcast. How are welcome you? Welcome aboard, Kathy. I'm great. Thank you, both of you, for having me um, this afternoon. I really appreciate you taking the time. Absolutely. And one thing I didn't mention is Kathy is a recent board member uh, for ASBO. So congratulations on your election. Thank you. Thank you so much. So Kathy, we have a few questions for you, um, really centered around service, which is the theme of our podcast today. And you, know, you came to mind because uh, not only are you a new board member really giving back to the membership, but you're kind of working in a unique capacity from the other school business officials and guests that we've had on the show. So as I had mentioned, you're at Questar 3 BOCES. Um, so can you kind of tell us how you got into Questar 3 and how really you got into the industry? Sure, yes. Um, so I grew up in Skodak, New York, which is about 10 minutes southeast of Albany. And I began working at Questar 3 right out of my undergrad degree as wow. the office manager. So that was my first taste of, um, you know, working in, at the BOCES. Um, I did that role for several several years, and I actually um, interviewed to be a planner um, during my undergrad degree, but I was deathly afraid of public speaking, and look, here I am today <laughs> doing a podcast. Right, right so, yeah. Look how far you've come. <laughs> to deathly afraid and actually turned down the position because wow. I knew it wasn't a, a right fit for me at the time. So um, after I finally took the plunge and decided the office manager role was um, more suitable for me, I decided to go back to school and, and get my MBA. Um, and then ultimately it led me to get my, um, my SDBL. And under the office manager um, role, I was able to mentor a lot of the um, previous planners and they helped you know, build my confidence and um, open my eyes to all the different aid categories that school business officials go through. And one of our components um, came to my previous um, director and said, you know, we've been really far behind in filing claims for students with disabilities. Can you help get us up to speed? And when I mean behind, several million dollars behind in several mm -hmm. years. Um, wow. So 
um, you know, I had no expertise in, in, in that category. So we spent a lot of nights and weekends going through that and getting <laughs> the district up to speed on what they needed to do. Ultimately, we wanted to be able to give that back to them so that they could, you know, go current. And now here we are 16 years later, and we're still doing that, um, that service for our, that component and now uh, 100 school districts. Oh, that's a great so I, I discovered that yeah. there was you know, an opportunity there. And, yeah. you know, under the leadership that we had, and we still have, they, they let me grow that service. And um, it was, it's always going to be near and dear to my heart, because I feel that that's what helped me get out of my shell with public speaking, mm-hmm. and got me to where I am today. So claim the right. fame. now I feel like I'm the school business official for all the school business officials across the across the state and and that's why I came back to state aid planning so awesome awesome so I mean I think a lot of our listeners are familiar in some capacity with with Questar 3 you know you are a BOCES district but it's really everybody refers to it as Questar because you guys are so specialized in what you do for school districts so can you maybe summarize what what you do on a daily basis and what Questar offers to school business officials and and why it's such a unique service to to schools around New York? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, State aid planning, which I often refer to as SAP, one of the the first um, things I learned in the school finance world is everything is an acronym. So if you get those acronyms. You guys call it SAP for real? Yeah, I've never heard that before. (laughs) Me neither. (laughs) I'm going to start using the SAP. I'm going to SAP you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> sat me. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, we abbreviate, you know, everything and, and it's SAP to us. So, um, you know, SAP is unique because it started over 40 years ago and then we only had a handful of districts. And when I came on board, um, you know, several years ago, we had 580 schools and now we're up to over 650 wow. with, wow. you know, all the BOCES. Like so, wow. Yeah. So, and some of those districts that we don't have, they just don't receive aid, you know, because they're so small. So, um, you know, what's nice about our services, it's really one of a kind because there isn't another BOCES service in the state that does what we do. And the nice part is it is aidable. Um, You know, you pay $3,000 and you know, if you wanted to call us every day and ask us a question every day, we're going to treat you the same way every time you call. What's your question? How can we help you? And, you know, get you what you need so that you can do your job. Um, and that's the nice part is it's a flat fee. You know, I'm at a district today helping a district, um, you know, with their cursor and their ARP information. And I'm here all day and that district doesn't have to pay anything additional. Um, it's all covered under that fee. And really, our services have have grown over the last several years and you know we offer an array of services so you know not just only with our within our three counties that we serve which are uh, Rensselaer, Columbia, Green that's the Questar three um, mm-hmm. three counties that we serve but we're, we're moving more statewide with a lot of our services. Right. So. I gotta tell you I don't want to interrupt you but I gotta tell you I use Questar for uh, fixed assets for Gatsby for state aid planning um, and I think there's probably like one or two others. And I know that you guys are really good with the workshops, right? And coming around, like you said, the districts, mm-hmm. and making sure that like, if we need reports, like, you know, the latest amount, like our foundation aid report, right? Or mm-hmm. um, I forgot the other report, John, you probably know, but I mean, you guys are the, the penultimate service. So um, I'm glad you really came on and folks from Notion know about you guys. 
Yeah, I, I second that. I mean, I remember back in 2015 when I had my first school business official job, you know, I, it's kind of like drinking from the fire hose, trying to learn everything. And mm -hmm. I was always appreciative that I could just call up state aid planning for, for anything. I mean, you guys have awesome guidebooks that are posted on your website, whether it's budget, capital projects, you name it. But I think for me, in my experience, the best part was everybody was just a phone call away and everybody was incredibly knowledgeable too. So there wasn't yes. any question that when I called Questar or state aid planning, I knew I was getting solid information. So hats off to you guys for kind of really building that service and continuing it uh, and moving forward. I think I, I speak for, for most business officials. It's been an awesome, an awesome service. And I still use it today in my new district, especially with um, stacking and everything like that. Oh yeah. Well, I appreciate, I appreciate that. We all, we all do. And, and what's nice is, um, you know, we've had many planners come and go in our service and a lot of folks want to go out and be a business official. And we've been able to retain some previous sitting business officials. So what's nice is when you call, you know, and you, you ask us a question, you know, nine out of 10 times, it's because that person was sitting in your seat and they, they know what you're going through. And sometimes it's nice just to, to run a scenario by, um, you know, on planner and say, well, what do you think of this? Does this seem reasonable? Because sometimes, you know, if you were to call SED, you might not get a person on the phone because they are sh so short staffed. Right. Sometimes we serve as that liaison yeah, sure. and, and say, you know, some districts are, have been calling about, you know, this scenario. Mm -hmm. We just want to give you a heads up. So. So do you, do you guys think you're going to be continuing your, fall and spring workshops in person this year now that like everything's kind of settling down or do you, do you guys have a plan for that coming up? Um, we've been talking about it. Um, if we don't go out on the road um, this fall, we're going to do a more beefed up version of the coffee talk in September. Mm. Um, you know, we're trying to weigh, you know, the, the rates here in our, our county have been increasing in the last, I think it's 13 days. And we're kind of in a, a stance where we're not sure what we're going to do. Um, but, you know, regardless of what happens, we're going to try to do, you know, something um, and maybe tailor it more to areas within the state. Um, you know, so if we were to do something on Long Island, it would just be for the Long Island folks and kind of tailor, sure. tailor it to, to, to be, you know, to you guys, because I feel like, you know, it's, it's a great opportunity to get out and network with folks and get Absolutely. the most up-to-date information out. But yeah. we also want to make sure people feel comfortable with that if, if it's in person or not. So yeah, yeah th those workshops have, have been incredible as well. I mean, I, I still refer to some old PowerPoints that you guys have, have given from years ago, because it's such relevant information and you do such a nice job, such a detailed job of kind of going over all of these topical things, uh, you know, year to year. What we've what we've been doing, um, you know, through COVID really is, you know, the, the business, the monthly business official meetings at BOCES, we've been asked to kind of go and do, you know, a one hour presentation of what you need to know as of now. And I think maybe we did half, maybe a dozen with you know, the last few months. So, I mean, if that's something folks are interested in, in having us come do a BOCES presentation, you know, feel free to give, give me a call and we can work something out depending on what the needs of your, your districts are. That's so, awesome. So you guys heard it first, Kathy Beardsley is ready to come out to your uh, BOCES and give a, an update. So, and, and then the one other, <laughs> the one other thing you kind of hinted at this a little bit um, as you were kind of talking through, especially what you're doing today, are you getting a lot of inquiries from districts regarding ARPA and CURSA funding? 
Yes. Um, you know, that's mainly what we're doing here today is going through that information. And, and because it's, it's so fluid, um, you know, we've been working with, with SED and having conversations with ASBO, just making sure that we're all on the same page and, and understanding what that information is and, and, you know, how to understand it. So, because it is new, you know, and it's a lot of money on the line and you, you have to be able to explain it to your community on what, what you're going to do with it. And ultimately after that money runs out, what is your plan? So we are getting a lot of questions with that and the application process. So um, that's really a lot of the meat of what we've been presenting at those BOCES is, you know, what does it mean to your district and and how to plan and, um, and, and post, post, um, you know, ARPA and CURSA. So. Awesome. So it sounds like you're busy. It is. Good thing though. But to add to your plate, as I had said before, you're now recently elected to the board of directors for ASBO New York. So congratulations again. Thank you. Thank you. I got to ask this thing, Kathy. It's changing gears here. What prompted you to join the board? Because I know, I mean, I've only been on the board a few years, um, but just really getting a sense of like just new new members coming on recently. I'm always curious, like, you know, what what came into you to say, I want to join the board? Well, my previous mentor, um, Shelly Leving, she served on the board for a number of years. And I remember when she would come back from her leadership meetings or her board meetings, um, you know, when they were in person, you know, and talk about all the great things that ASBO was doing. And I always said, you know, when I you know, was younger, she was someone that I idolized. And I said, you know, you, you have so many great experiences and you've, you've built this large networking pool of people, you know, it's so neat that you're able to do that. And she was like, you can do that too. And, you know, I had thought about it and thought about it. And now I'm at a um, place now where I'm done with school and I have a a lot more free time, no more homework, no more papers. So (laughs) I thought that this would be the best opportunity to kind of fill that gap that I had because I I actually do miss the school piece where I would be able to network with the my colleagues in class and hear mm. about their experiences. So I thought given I had you know some free time mm. that ASBO would be a great um, you know opportunity for me to um, network and also because we are such a large service, you know, those are the same customers that I'm working with is those yep. members. So it's not like I have to learn all who those people are. Mm-hmm. It's just transitioning my experiences into to that role. I and yep. I thought it was a great opportunity. And given, yep. um, you know, Brian's new to the to the role, I, mm-hmm. I thought it would be a great, great opportunity. Awesome. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, it makes sense. And we're looking forward to it too. I mean, we were able to connect and I mean, mm-hmm. I'm glad that, uh, you know, we get to know each other with the board and it's so dynamic. So what you bring to the table is immensely valuable. So that's great. Um, So now like really we, we got into a lot of things here about Questar and I mean, that's a large broader scale, right? Of service mm-hmm. um, that you're doing all around the 600 so odd districts around the state. Um, but when it comes to service, I guess, whether it be to community or, or an organization, or let's say even in your, in your workplace, why do you think it's important to serve? Well, um, growing up, I, um, you know, I was in the, the service environment with my family because we have real estate and we owned rental properties. So I always had in my mind, I, I want to be able to help others, you know, and 
given my role in Queststar, I'm still helping others. And I feel that if you have the ability to help other people, you, you, it's rewarding. You, ha you have a good feeling. Um, and I wanted to be able to give back. And that was like the main reason why I think it's important um, to serve if you have the, the time is to be able okay. to give back and, and share those experiences with people, um, whether it's in your role or um, in an organization or a church group. I also volunteer on my kids' softball, baseball, and bowling, um, you know, yes, I mean, it's all you, you're, in. so I'm constantly moving around, but I just feel that it's important to be out there and be seen and be heard. Um, mm -hmm. I, I don't really appreciate people that would complain a lot about certain things if they're not willing to put themselves out there and share why they may be upset about X, Y, and Z. Right. You Bring know? solutions, not uh, yes. problems. Right. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. And I guess, I guess for many, why do you, why do you feel, um, you know, service may be so rewarding? Or why do you think that, you know, you encapsulate just that service? Um, that's a great question, Jack. Um, I just, it, it just feels good. You know, if you're able to serve and mm -hmm. ultimately provide good service or good outcomes to something, no matter what it is, it should just make you feel good as a person. And there's been so much negativity in the world that, it's, it's good to be able to do something um, where you're, you're giving back your time um, and it's, it's for a good outcome, you know, and that's ultimately why I enjoy what I do, whether it, it be on the board or I'm helping districts within our BOCES or outside the BOCES. It's just that rewarding feeling, you know, to me, that's more than, um, you know, getting a bonus or a pay increase. It's that good feeling that you have at the end of the day. Gotcha. That's Great. So, you know, you, you've encapsulated a lot of these service components that we've been talking about, both with Questair and on the board. So, you know, we're curious, where do you see yourself in the future as it relates to service? Do you see kind of your trajectory sticking with Questair, sticking with the board? Do you want to become a business official at some point? Like, let us into your mind a little bit. What are you, what are you thinking for the future? Well, um, it's it's so hard to predict what um, you know the future holds. Um, I was having this conversation with my kids a few days ago, and when I often ask them, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" and you you may get a good chuckle at what I, I wanted to be when I was young. I wanted to be a seashell collector. <laughs> um, Very specific. Wow. <laughs> Very lucrative market. I've never and heard my, that par before. my parents um, would say, well, what about your pension? And I used to say to them, I don't even know what that word means. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it's having those dreams and, and going, going for it. But it's so hard to predict long term. Um, but right now, you know, thinking about it, I really do love where I am. I'm one mile from home. I'm able to get to my kids' schools if I need to be. And like I said earlier, John, um, we're the only service in the state that provides this service. And mm -hmm. I think because it's so well known, I love the reputation that it has. I really can't see myself going anywhere else other than maybe potentially leading that service down the road um, as maybe my kids get a little older and I can get away from, get away from you know, the, the night homework and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, as far as being a business official, um, you know, maybe after my kids grow up a little bit more and they're, you know, 
more independent, I could see myself possibly doing that. But um, right now I'm content and I'm very happy in my role. And also I have such, you know, a large learning curve as it, you know, I moved from stack, which was a very narrow, Mm -hmm. um, you know, category. And now I'm, I'm opening up to learning more pieces of it. I feel Mm -hmm. that I have a few more years that I'd love to um, learn under my current colleagues and also go out to more districts and, and hear, um, you know, more things that they're going through to just build up my knowledge. Um, And as far as the board, I would love to continue staying on the board. I mean, I was only at one meeting and um, it was a lot of, you know, learning on what was going on and also their vision for the future. And I could see myself staying on the board for a while because it is a great group of people. And I do love ASBO and all the members that they serve and, and their professional development. And also our relationship at BOCES with ASBO is also very rewarding. So being on that board and, and playing that role, um, you know, is, 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 is going to be great. Um, so I'm yeah, looking forward and, to yeah, that. Will be. I, I would agree with you. I mean, just, and I think I can speak for Jack too. It is a incredibly rewarding experience, especially with this group of people that we have now. I think just from my limited experience being on the board, Kathy, I think you're walking into a great group of people who are very like-minded and want to see this organization succeed. So, um, you know, we're excited to have you on board. And, you know, now that you're the master public speaker, maybe a school business official job (laughs) is in the cards for you in the future. Maybe, maybe. You want to push into be a school business person. Listen, she loves, she loves SAP, right? Right, SAP. <laughs> and, I love that. <laughs> and, and I got to tell you, people don't know this. I'm going to, I'm going to blow you up, Kathy. You're the number one bowler out there. So she, when she gets the kids, right. older, she's going to be in the bowling alley and lane. She's going <laughs> to be out there. And that's her thing. But um, oh, well, we got one more question for you before we let you go, Kathy. So like, I mean, for everyone who always is the podcast, is always want to do is give them some type of knowledge to take home with, right? So, I mean, if you could think of any advice, maybe you can give to others contemplating servicing or or looking for any opportunities to serve. Like, what would you tell them? I would say put yourself out there. You know, mm-hmm. if there's something you're interested in, you know, life is about taking risks. Look at me, someone who was deathly afraid of public speaking. Look where I am today. Um, it's about finding that fulfillment that you have. If you want to serve, you know, find someone, you know, that, that you may have an interest with, with serving on a board or a committee, you know, ASBO has a great network of, of different, um, committees that you could get on Mm -hmm. to if you wanted to, I just feel like you have to put yourself out there. True, true, true indeed. Well, this is great. Well, listen, uh, Kathy, you're great. You're one of our first guests in the new year for us. Um, as being joint. So we appreciate you coming on again. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah. And Kathy, thank you so much for, for taking the time to, um, to speak with us today. We're, we're excited for everybody to kind of check everything out. And, and as Kathy said, if, if anybody out there is interested in Questar kind of doing a regionalized presentation, um, you know, reach out to, to Kathy and her team, and I'm sure they'll come out and, uh, and, and make that happen. So Kathy, thank you again. It was great thank to speak you to you. Both. I appreciate the time and, and thank you for everyone for listening. Awesome. Thank you. Okay. And there you have it, everybody. Thank you for listening to our interview and thank you to Kathy Beardsley for taking the time to, to speak with us about service and what it means to her with Questar and with the, the board of directors at ASBO. So we're, we're excited with, um, 
this this past episode, but we're also excited with what we have coming up. We're looking to do some interviews with some superintendents. We're looking to maybe even do some interviews with some other components of school districts that we may not be as familiar with, Mm -hmm. with uh, community education, um, GED, HSE education, and kind of what that means to that program and how we as school business officials can kind of support that and and make that a a better program for, for students. Yes, and I like to say that um, this has really been a great, great, great run right here. We're looking forward to it again each and every week. So on that note, um, John and I, for Sino Extra Perspectives, we'll see you next week. Thanks, everyone.